that you've given us. You know, believe it or not, Saturday nights are the hardest nights for me to fall asleep. The reason for that is because I'm always so excited to come to church on Sundays. <laughs> you know, but Christmas, Christmas when we are a child for every single children, Christmas is a time in which they are so, so, they, they just enjoy Christmas so much. Even as a child, I, I used to just, yeah, I just couldn't wait for Christmas because it's that time of the year which you finally receive some gifts. You finally receive some kind of presents, you know, during Christmas and, of course, your birthday, right? But Christmas is always an exciting time for kids. They love it. They enjoy it. But as adults, it's totally different. You know, for kids, they get their time off from school. You know, you, you don't get to go to school anymore. They, 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 will, they will stay up all night playing their video games, and they don't get up until like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. But as adults, man, Christmas time is one of the most busiest time of the year for us. You know, even though we try to time it at the store to try to be as late as possible, it seems that everybody's doing that, right? We go to the store, we, we try to go to the store as late as possible to make sure that there's no one there. And we'll go around 9 or 10 o'clock at night to Walmart to try to buy something. And you get there 9, 10 o'clock at Walmart, and the place is still packed during the holiday season. Still packed during Christmas. And you just have to get in line. You just have to get in line. It takes forever just to be able to check out your stuff. And then when you, once you get out into the parking lot, it's packed out there in the parking lot too. So it takes forever to get out of that parking lot. And, and you know, it becomes a time of great, great distraction for us with all these things that are going on. We have to decorate our houses and things like that. I finally gave up on that. You know, too much work, a lot of work. But we put up the Christmas tree, and it's time where you put up the Christmas tree, and then you, you buy all the presents. You know, you're the ones that's shopping now. You're not a kid anymore, so you're the one that's going out and doing all the shopping. You know, Christmas Eve, after we finished the Christmas Eve service here, we went home, and, when, you know, when we got home, I thought I was going to get to rest. I thought I was going to get to sleep. But, but right when we got home, my wife went into the closet and brought out all these gifts, right? all these presents that I didn't even know was inside the closet. And she said, it's time for us to wrap these gifts up. And so we spend that night wrapping up those gifts, you know. And so, you know, Christmas time is a busy, busy season for us as adults. But now as that has passed, now that the busy Christmas season has passed, as we come to welcome the new year, the question that we are to ask is, what now? What now? What do we do going forward from here now that the busy season is over with? In Isaiah, he talks in Isaiah chapter 63 towards the end of his ministry. The thing that he reminded, he reminded his people about was to count their blessings, was to remember the love of God and the blessings of God into their life. And that's what, we, that's what we need to do. Now that 2019 is only a couple of days away, we're, and, and, uh, you know, and it's going to be over with, and we're gonna, going to welcome 2020, it is the time for us to really reflect. Time for us to really reflect on 2019, all the blessings, all the things that God has given us. 
and be in gratitude for all those things. Be thankful for all those things. Whether they were good times or whether they were bad times, we are to celebrate and just be thankful for them. Because we know that even through the worst times, even through the bad times, that God brought us through it. That God protected us and God saw that we were able to come out of it. And he was there with us, walking with us when we suffer through the difficult times. And so we can celebrate all these times, whether good or bad, knowing, knowing that God would never be separated from us. That there is absolutely nothing that will separate us from the love of God. In 1 Thessalonians, it says that in all things, in all things, we are to give thanks to God. And that's what we do. As 2019 is about to be over, that's what we are to do. It's just to reflect and to give thanks to God for 2019. For 2019. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10, which we read last week. We didn't hear the sermon on it, right? But we read last week. And in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10, one of the things that God came to Ahaz and God said to Ahaz was that God said to Ahaz, now why don't you ask for a sign? Because Ahaz was the king of Judah and all the, all the nations that were surrounding him. All the nations that were surrounding him was going to come and take him down. They were going to attack him. They were going to attack him. And God has promised Ahaz that God was going to protect Ahaz. But Ahaz, being a man of little faith, he didn't really believe that. And so even God sent his prophet Isaiah to Ahaz. And the prophet says to Ahaz, why don't you ask for a sign? And God will give you that sign to assure you that God is going to be there for you. You see, when we read the scriptures, we see many things. That we see that oftentimes, when the script, you know, in, in, in some verses, in some verses, the scriptures would talk negatively about seeking for signs. Even Jesus himself condemned the Pharisees for always seeking for signs. And the reason Jesus did that was because they were simply seeking for signs. But they were not seeking for the one who was to give the sign. And so signs are, are, are negative in that sense, in that context, in which we're looking for miracles, we're looking for signs simply for the sign itself, simply for the miracle itself. But in the context of Ahaz, what Isaiah was telling him was that this sign is to lead you to God. And so when you are seeking for a sign that will lead you to God, that is a good thing. That is a positive thing. But yet, Ahaz, Ahaz decided, he decided that he doesn't want that sign. He doesn't want that sign. And so what Ahaz did was he went out and he, he had this plan, and his plan was to go and, and team up, pretty much team up with the Syrian king. Instead, So Ahaz, he had his own plan. So even though God had a plan for Ahaz, and God was willing to provide a sign to Ahaz to show Ahaz that God is going to fulfill his promise, that God is going to be faithful to Ahaz, Ahaz rejected that sign. He didn't want to do anything with that sign. 
And what was that sign? That sign was the birth of the Messiah, the promised of the Messiah. And that's the reason why we read it last week. But yet Ahaz didn't want anything to do with that. He wanted to implement his plan instead because he had something else that he wanted to do. So he didn't trust in God, but he trusted in his own plan. And so he rejected the sign that God wanted to give to him. And we must not do that. We must not do that. We must not reject the signs that God gives us, but we must pay attention to all these things that God is doing, that God has been doing among us. All these things that God has given us, all the blessings that God has given us throughout 2019, they are all signs that God is with us, that God is with us. You know, many times I I see our congregation, many times we get sick, we get ill, and yet God heals us. We've seen so many healings here in our congregation for the past few years that I've been here with you. And these are all signs. These are all signs of God's love. These are all evidence of God's love to us that he's saying that I'm giving you these things to remind you to, to be faithful to me, to remind you to stay with me, to remind you to continue in your faith. And so instead of being like Ahaz and rejecting these signs, we need to pay attention to them. We need to pay close attention to them. Everything that goes on in our lives, everything that goes on in our lives, they're all signs from God. They're all signs from God to teach us, to tell us, to remind us that God is walking with us, that God is holding us, that God is not separated from us, but he is still here with us. And we need to reflect upon that. As we go into the year 2020, we need to reflect upon that. So when we go into the year 2020, we can have confidence. We can have that confidence that God is still here, that he has not gone anywhere yet. Another thing I want us to be able to do as we approach the year 2020 is that it is a time, it is a time for us here in 2019, before this year ends, It is a time for us to forgive someone. It is time for us to forgive somebody in our lives. Because maybe here in 2019, someone did something wrong to you. Maybe here in 2019, maybe someone said something that was wrong to you. Maybe they they upset you somehow. But as 2019 passes, one of the things we need to do is just forgive them. You know, the people in Peru, this is one of the things that they, they did. And I shared this with the monks this morning, and they thought it was pretty funny because they say they can never do it. But the people in Peru, this is how they celebrate their New Year. They'll come together, they will gather together, and if you and I, we, we have some kind of issue, and we can't let it go, well, at that New Year celebration, we are encouraged to fight each other, right? We're encouraged to fight each other until, you know, until we can't fight anymore. And once we're done fighting each other, then we are to forgive each other. Just let it go. That's it. You know, we're not going to go into 2020 with that same problem anymore. After we're done fighting with each other, we just, we just go out and drink together or whatever we do together, hang out together, and we are to forgive each other and just leave everything there. And when I told that to the monks this morning, they said, you know, we monks, we can never do that. If we fight each other, we're going to hate each other for life, right? And so, but that's what the people in Peru, that's how, that's how they celebrate New Year. 
And the Bible teaches us, the Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, that it says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And so in other words, stop holding grudges. If you're going to get angry, don't let, you know, don't let that anger manifest in you for over a day. My wife and I, we, we kind of practice this because you know, one of the things I tell my wife is that if we were to ever to argue and if we, don't, we don't, you know, if we don't fix that issue, then we can't go to sleep. Right? We can't go to sleep. We have to fix that issue before we go to sleep. We can't go to sleep angry at each other. That's one of the things we try to practice in our lives. And that's one of the things that the Bible teaches us is that before you go to sleep for that night, make sure that you've amended all your issues with, with those who have upset you for the day. And today, I'm not even asking you to do that. Today, all I'm asking you to do is to amend all those things, to, to forgive all those people throughout 2019. It could be the pastor, right? It could be the pastor. Maybe, maybe I said something to you that upset you. Maybe I did something that you didn't like. Or maybe it could be, you know, maybe the lay leader, Alma, or, or somebody else. It could, be, it could be one of the leaders in the church, and one of the chairs in the church. It could be Jeremy sitting up there. Maybe he didn't, you know, put, put some screens up or something like that, right? Whatever it is, whatever it is, if you are upset at anybody, you only have a couple more days to be upset at them, okay? It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go and forgive them. Whether it's a friend, your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings, whoever it is, forgive them. Let it go. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> the third thing I want us to be able to do is to renew our love for each other, especially those of us who are, are married. Renew our love for each other. And one of the traditions in the Methodists that we often I do is renew our vows every once every year or so. And, and there's a whole liturgy for doing that. I don't know if we want to do that here. We, we, we might do that next year. You know, it might, might be good where the pastor just comes up and invites anybody who wants to renew their vow to stand up and the pastor leads you in renewing your vow during one of the services. It's one of the traditions that United Methodist churches do. But that's one of the things that we, can, we are to do as we approach the new year is to renew our love with one another. Renew our vows with each other as couples to remember the love that we have. You know, to date, to start dating our spouses again. Many times we, we were married for so many years that we take each other for granted and we live in the same house, we sleep, we sleep on the same bed, but many times we get so busy in life we don't even talk to each other anymore. You know, so many times in life, we just take each other for granted. But this is a time, this is a time, as the new year is coming, is to go back to our spouse and, and renew our love back with them again. Take them out on a date. Take them out somewhere. You know, my, my wife and I decided this year that we're not going to go down to Fresno Mong New Year because, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, you know uh, shooting down in Fresno for whatever reason. So we decided not to go. But I'm going to take her with me to Vegas in a couple of days. And so we're going to take the kids too. So we decided we're going we're gonna to travel together, you know, just do something for the new year. And that's something we need to do as couples is just go somewhere together. Create those memories. Take lots and lots of pictures. 
And if you want, you can put those pictures on Facebook so we can see those pictures too. Because I do enjoy seeing a lot of your pictures as, as you're traveling, as many of you guys are traveling around the country, just seeing your pictures on Facebook. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing just to see and be able to share in, in your trips, in your journeys, you know, as you, you travel throughout the world. So those are some of the things that we can do. One of the things that we can also do, I'm missing a whole page here. <laughs> One of the things that we can also do is commit ourselves to reading a book. How many of you guys read here often? Okay, that's really good. That's really good. You know, commit yourself to at least reading a book, learning something new here in this new year. You know, don't, don't, don't be stagnant. Don't be complacent. You know, every, you know, when you read a book, it, it gives you much more wisdom. It's, you know, one book is so much better than watching a hundred movies. You know, you watch a hundred movies, you don't learn anything, you know. You don't learn anything. But you read one book, it gives you so much wisdom, gives you so much insight into things in life. And so I really want us to really just encourage us to read a book or to at least learn something new for this new coming year. And there's so many other things that I have in here, but I'm going to skip them. I'm going to go to my last point. And that last point that I want us to do is to have a vision for our church. We need to have a vision for our church. The Scriptures teach us that without a vision, my people perish. We don't, when we don't have a vision for the church, we don't have any direction. We don't know where we are heading. And so that's one of the things that we need to start thinking about, is that what is the vision of this church? How far are we planning to go with this church? How far are we planning to go 20 years from now? Where are we going to be? Maybe not even that long. How about five years from now? Where are we going to be as a church? Some of the things I want to really work on this year is, is worship. I want to really work on worship this year. Really enhancing the way that we worship, not only here in, in our English service, but also in the monk service. Because worship, is, you know, when you worship, that's, that's the first thing. When, when, you, when you have a visitor, that's the first thing that they see, is how powerful your worship is. I, I want our worship to be powerful. I want our worship, I, I want our worship to be evidence that the Holy Spirit is with us. I want our worship to be evidence that when they walk into this room, when a visitor walk into this room, they can say that God is with these people, that God is with this church. So that's one of the things that I'm thinking about. That's one of the things that I really want to work on is how can we improve our worship here in our church? Not only that, how can we improve our discipleship? I'm going to start talking about this next week, but I want to define for us what a disciple is. And I want to get into the details of it. Instead of just saying, you know what, let's create disciples. Let's do discipleship. Instead of just saying that, I want us to get into the details and say, you know what, this, this is what we, this is the disciple of the First United Methodist Church of Orville. This is what we want our children to be like once they're done with our program here at this church and they're going off to college. These are the things that we want them to know. 
We want them to be able to explain their own salvation experience, right? We want them to be able to know how to lead other people to Jesus Christ. Some of these things are the details of what it means to be a disciple. Many people, they, they come to church their whole life, and they don't even have a story. They don't even have a story of their own conversion. And we need to help our children. We need to help the people of our church to discover that story. That's one of the things that we need to look for, is, is that whether or not they have that story and if they can share that story with us. We don't, I don't want stories about, oh, this church makes me feel good. I mean, that's, that's good, but that's not the point. I want, I want stories about Jesus, our relationship with Jesus Christ, our conversion to the faith in Jesus Christ. Why do we believe in Jesus? Because I want us to be more than just trying to win over church members. I want us to actually make disciples for Jesus Christ. And that's, that's the thing. So these are some of the things that, that I want us to, to think about as we go into the year 2020. And I want you to share that with me, share that with each other as to how we can go about with our church. How far do we want to go? I want to see pastors rise up from this church. I want to see these kids, these 20 kids or so that often comes to the monk service, I want to see you know, some of them when they grow up, I want, I want to see them become pastors to become missionaries in the church. That's how we discipleship. And so some of these things are things that we'll be discussing, and I, and I want you to think really, really hard about it. And so this is my lesson for today, is that as we approach the year 2020, these are some of the things that, that we can do, that we can do as we reflect upon the love of God now also as we learn to forgive each other and also as we try to think we try to think of this vision for our church as we go forward let us pray together father we thank you so much for being with us we ask that you give us a heart of faith as we welcome the year 2020 that we'll be able to welcome with much confidence knowing that you are here with us, that we'll be able to forgive those who have done us wrong, that we'll be able to reflect upon your love throughout 2019, that we'll be able to set a goal for ourselves to learn something new here in year 2020, and also to really think about the vision for our church. What kind of disciples do we want to make in our church. And so, Father, we lift our church up to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.